Blog Talk Radio. The opinions and views expressed by the host and guest are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Blake Radio Network. Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world, broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world, spreading the news and information. BlakeRadio.com, music for your mind, body, and soul. Talk radio at its best. You're listening to Rainbow Soul from BlakeRadio.com. Well, welcome to Topically Yours on the Blake Radio Network, Rainbow Soul. I'm your host, Deirdre Schuler, and I have the pleasure today to talk with an original member of the Supremes, Mary Wilson. As most of you know, the Supremes were an iconic, chart-topping female group, which initially had a slow start, but by 1965, the Supremes were international stars. They toured the world, becoming popular both nationally and internationally. They recorded number one hits such as I Hear a Symphony, You Can't Hurry Love, and Keep Me Hanging On, which led to the recording songs 
for motion picture soundtracks and endorsing products. Their glamorous look and musical style gave them a sophistication and crossover appeal that by the end of 1966 made their album The Spring a go-go, the first album by an all-female group to reach number one on the U.S. Billboard 200, knocking the Beatles song Revolver out of the top spot. Cream's songs, Where Did Our Love Go, You Keep Me Hanging On, and Stop in the Name of Love were added to the Grammy Awards, a Grammy Hall of Fame, and alongside Diana Ross and Florence Ballard, Wilson was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1988. The group is also recognized on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. The Supremes disbanded in 1977 with Miss Wilson going on as a solo artist with songs like Time to Move On and Life's Been Good to Me. And she also authored books. Her latest book, Supreme Glamour, is now available for pre-order on Amazon, and it's due to be released in the U.K. in May of this year and in the U.S. on September 17, 2019. Uh, Ms. Wilson is an advocate for social and economic cha- challenges in the United States and abroad, and she promotes a div- diversity of humanitarian efforts, including any hunger, raising HIV-AIDS awareness, and encouraging world peace. And as a motivational speaker, she inspires youth to go after and achieve their goals. Ms. Wilson will be appearing at the Carlisle, Cafe Carlisle in New York City from May 28th until June 8th. So be certain to catch her show. Well, Ms. Ms. Wilson has not arrived yet, so I'm going to play another one of her songs what she's saying with the Supremes, and hopefully by the time it finishes, she'll be with us. So hold on. And this is Back in My Arms again.
Well, it looks like Miss Wilson has joined us. So let's Hello. To the show. Yes, how are you? I'm fine. Am I coming through okay or should I turn my speaker off? I never know. <laughs> oh, no, you're perfectly fine. I can hear you. And I hope you can hear Great. me as well. I've interviewed people like Ruth Brown and Gloria Lynn who have mentioned they sure. never got paid for their songs. So uh, tell me about your efforts to get the, the music modernization Act passed and, and explain what that is to the listeners and how that affects the okay, digital shooting. So Okay, there are several things you asked me. So first of all, let me explain to you that I love Ruth Brown, and and and, and they were some some of the ladies that inspired me to even start singing. Some of the music I started listening to uh, in the fifties were of those ladies. And when you mentioned them, you're mentioning a time in the fifties when it was totally different from the sixties. It was the first, you know, when rock and roll and rhythm and blues and all that started becoming really very popular and contracts back in those days were really horrific they were just horrible now after that now after that comes along the Motown Sound and all the other stacks and all those other companies in the 60s now contracts got a little better (laughs) but still they were not we actually got paid but what we were paid was not what we probably should have been paid. You know, let's put it that way. The percentages that the artists would would get was a lot smaller than, say, uh, what artists would get later coming in the 70s and the 80s. So each generation, you know, things got better, but still they were horrible. Now you brought up the point about the Modernization Act, which is a, a piece of legislation that I was a part of. I was with Duke Secure of the Four Tops, and he as well was working on that act. Uh, uh, Dion Warwick was working in it, Smokey Robinson. There were a lot of us responsible for getting that particular piece of legislation passed. Now, what that legislation was, or is, I should say, uh, is that pre-artists uh, uh, pre from 1972, were not being paid for music when it was played digitally on radio and however, you know, internet and all those kind of things. We were not paid whenever that music was played. So therefore, you know, the times have changed as uh, the, the Gloria Lynn and, and, and Ruth uh, Brown and all those people. It has changed, and but we still were not being paid for the new technology where music was being is being played on digital radio and all of those kind of things. So now, since that piece of legislation has passed, it, it, it says that any artist who recorded before 1972, we get paid every time you hear our music, whereas before we were not. So that's what that Modernization Act is. And I'm just very ah. happy to have been part of it, yes. So, so you see, through, you see, throughout the years, things have changed, and and it's gotten better, but it's very slow in getting better. And if people like the artists that I've named, and there were many other, even Otis Redding's, Redding's uh, daughter was involved in it. There's a lot of artists, and I, I can't even probably uh, mention all of them because I can't remember them all. But they are all out there. But now, all of us will be paid. Now, think about this. The people, the families uh, from the Ruth Brown and the Glory Lynn, they, you know, they, those people, they never really got any money, you know. So they didn't. This is going to help. This is going to help a lot of people. 
So anyone out there who is a family member of some of the artists who passed on, and there are many, 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 you know, get in touch with, uh, uh, you know, all of the uh, recording industries so that you can perhaps get money for your family. Good to know. Unfortunately for Gloria, her son died a year after she did, and uh, mm-hmm. I think that was her closest relative. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, yeah, so I'm, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. as you mm-hmm. say, other family members will will benefit. Yes, yes. So if, not, they, if they don't, don't hear from anyone else, it's up to them to call in to the various, uh, 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 you know, companies and, and and people who take care of those type of things. In fact, I got a beautiful uh, plaque from the RIAA. You know, uh, so you know they can call into all different kind of associations, recording to in the recording industry, to get you know information about that. Okay, I'll pass that on to uh, Gloria's uh, lyricist, who yeah. is still trying to get paid. Sure. Mm-hmm. And and she okay. called everybody and can't get paid. But anyway, let's let me move on to uh, asking you about um, your efforts in uh, detonating. Active bombs. That's mm-hmm. part of your spokeswoman um, effort for the Humpty Dumpty Institute. What is that? Yeah, it's a strange name for a company of of their caliber, Humpty Dumpty Institute. But they have done. Uh, you know, they lobby for a lot of different types of causes, and the one. I was asked, I was in, uh, where was I? In Italy. And um, I, I met a, a young man who worked for them. And he asked me if I would like to be a part of the organization. And after looking into it, I realized that this was a cause where um, I think it was uh, Princess uh, Diana, you know, had been involved. And right. people may remember that she was a spokesperson for that. So I kind of took over after she, you know, was no longer with us, and they asked me if I would kind of carry on that work. So, yes, I traveled to different uh, countries, uh, you know, helping. First of all, I should say what it is. You know, bombs have been dropped all over the world, you know, since the Vietnam uh, war and in a lot of countries those bombs are still there unexploded so uh a lot of times and I've visited the uh, places like Vietnam and Laos and and all kind of places where people are being maimed because they go to try to get this the children go and try to get the uh the metal or whatever it's made from and sell it and help their families you know, so they get money from these things, scraps and all. And but a lot of times they're blown up because that's what happened. Wow. So that's where I came in, and that's where Princess Diana before me was doing, and and try to help these people um, detonate those bombs. And that's, I did that for quite a while, actually. Wasn't mm-hmm. one of, I think it was Paul McCarthy's second wife. Wasn't she involved in that too? I'm not sure, not when I was there. She may have been because they, they, many people have helped. Uh, so I'm, I'm, she may have. I'll have to look into that myself because I didn't. I, I, first time I've heard that. Well, maybe she wasn't part of the Humpty Dumpty Institute, but no, I read I'm saying that she wasn't. I'm saying she wasn't a part of that particular one. No, but she may have been a part of different other areas of Something it. Something else. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now the landmines were in Sri Lanka. I, I had no idea they had even dropped bombs there. 
<laughs> in Sri Lanka. I visited this Sri Lanka, and I'm trying to see, because first of all, let me explain something to you. <laughs> uh, I, I'm 75 years old, and a lot of times things in my brain that I've done, they kind of go into a big bowl because I can't keep up with the time frame, you know, when this happened, who I was with when it happened, but I know I did something. Uh, but uh, I was also appointed uh, an ambassador by Colin Powell, under the, mm-hmm. the young Bush administration, and so I traveled around the world in countries, you know, the African countries, and and all different kind of places, doing other things, advocating, uh, uh, you know, for America and all those kind of things. So uh, diplomacy, diplomacy is what it was. So therefore, I don't, I can't remember. I know I was in Sri Lanka, but I'm quite not sure which which cause I was there for. So please excuse me. <laughs> Okay, but I was there, but I don't think I don't think no no I don't think that had anything to do with the bombs at that point in in Sri Lanka. I think that was another situation. Something else. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Like like I say, it's, I should tell you that we the Supremes are celebrating. Well, we're not really celebrating it, but it's our 60th anniversary since we started singing singing as a primate in 1959. And uh, okay. and so you know. After being, you know, out there 60 years, you kind of, you don't forget what you've done, but you may have forgotten what time it was when you did it, where you were, who you did it for, and all those kind of things. So please excuse me if I can't remember all the facts. And I do want to tell you, I have a, um, uh, my third book coming out. It's actually the fourth, but it's the third. My first was Supreme, no, the first was Dream Girls, My Life is a Supreme. The second one was uh, Supreme Faith, Someday We'll Be Together. The third one was a combination of the two with updated chapters. Now I have a new book coming out. It's a coffee table book based upon the Supreme's gowns, and it's called, uh, what is it called? Supreme Glamour, and it's due out uh, this year, and I'm very thrilled about it. Yeah, in fact, I think it's going to be out in the UK in May of this year, and in the US. Well, we, we, don't, we don't have we don't we don't have a definite date yet because things are kind of changing. It was supposedly out oh, in okay. May. It may it may be just a little bit late, but it'll still be around this you know between May and September between the UK and the US. So we're trying to actually combine the two dates to make them a global. Uh, uh, publication, so that's why I'm saying it may that the date may change, but May is the starting point of when we would like to, you know, get it out there, one way or the other. But it will be out. Okay. Some of the info I got said that you could already get it on Amazon pre-sale. Is that the case? I don't know. If you, no, I don't think you can get it, but you can go, definitely order it on Amazon. Yes. Oh, you can order it pre-sale. Yes. 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 Uh-huh. Okay. Um Now when it finally comes out, is it just going to be on Amazon or all the bookstores across the country? Oh, no, 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 darling. You know, you know, the thing about what what I what confuses me about how things have changed. And I was listening to uh the radio this morning. They were saying how differently everything is from the way we are accustomed to it happening. So Amazon is just one of the outlets that it will you know, people can always get it one way or the other. However, yes, you can definitely get the hard 
cover in stores. It will definitely be in all of the major stores and and, and other places where, uh, you know, editor, uh, books are sold. Well, I understand the book highlights the, the fabulous gowns that the Supremes wore. Tell me, is that is it? The book is filled with pictures, I assume, of all the beautiful gowns. It's it's called Supreme Glamour. It's a coffee table book based on the Supremes' gowns and our career. So, as in most coffee table books, uh, uh, there are pictures of the gowns, obviously, and uh, but there's mm-hmm. also text. Now we, you know, I've had what two two biographies, so the text will be similar uh, to what I've already written, but you know, another look through the glamour part of it, the glamour glamorous part of our career. So, text and and pictures, of course, of the gowns. And you know, I would like to say also <laughs> that many of our gowns uh, have been lost, and you might be interested in this. Yeah, it, it, they've been lost because we stored them. You know, as we got new gowns and then we all moved to L.A. and we stored them in various places, well, somehow or another, some, i got to close my door. Sorry about that. Somehow or another, uh, some of them went missing. And Oh, no. So so the thing, I guess, sorry, the gardener kind of came here. <laughs> Somehow or another, uh, I've had to buy many gowns off of eBay. We're talking about this social media and, you know, uh, Amazon and, and YouTube and all that stuff, all these new uh, sort of outlets for whatever. I've actually bought several on eBay. Some fans have actually uh, found them and bought them for me and given them back. In fact, just here recently, you mentioned the U.K. You mentioned the U.K. a second ago, and uh, there was a girl who was traveling in France, uh, and she said she stopped at this outdoor yard sale or whatever, and she saw a beautiful gown, and, and she so she went over, and she said, oh, my God, this is great. So she bought it. Inside, the label said Mary Wilson. She says, could this possibly wow. be? Could this possibly be the Supremes? And she, you know, she, she, she loved the Supremes. She says, she said, oh my God. So, BBC in in the UK called my P, my publicist Jay Schwartz, and you know, tried to authenticate the uh, if if it really was, and it it was. It's one of our gowns. So you see, they have gone missing. I, I'm being very polite, saying they've gone missing, but they've been stolen. Okay. I was about to <laughs> and, say. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, but I, I, I don't like to say that too much. No. So I'm presently, even though the book uh, has pictures of gowns, all the ones that were have gone missing, they, they also, uh, in the book I have also included uh, gowns that are in my my uh, Supreme Glamour exhibits, and they've been around. They've toured, like in the U.K., for several years at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So these are gowns I have that you see in the book as well as the gowns that have gone missing. So I'm still really searching for those gowns because they have started showing up everywhere. And I'm saying, wait a minute, those are our Hmm. gowns. We pay for them. We, We, the Supremes, pay for these gowns. How dare people to now show them up and, and say, well, they were given to us by a good source. Not good source if they weren't given to them by me or Diane. You know, so there you go. I thought I'd give you well, a Well, that was my question. If, if, if you <laughs> ladies 
if the record companies had supplied the gowns and, and you had you could keep them or you actually had to buy them? No, 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 no. We bought our own gowns. Record company had nothing oh. to do with buying our gowns. Oh, no, no, no. And if if anyone says that, that is not true. We, you know, uh, income taxes and all that stuff. If if, if we we had accounts, you know, supreme accounts, and so yeah, it may have been paid out of that through Motown, but if that money came out of from us. Whenever I got my statements back, whatever you know we spent, uh, it was deducted. I mean, I'm still. Uh, spending, uh, take, having money taken uh, from, uh, you mentioned earlier about the, how certain artists were not paid. Well, I'm still paying for some of the recordings that we recorded at Motown all these years. I mean, they're still, whenever people buy our music, our records, there's a certain amount is still being taken out to pay for old recording uh, uh, sessions and all that stuff, you know, and all those things. So, no, we paid. We paid for the gowns. Oh, okay. Well, I want to mention you're going to be in New York at, at the Cafe Carlisle. And yeah, girl. Let me tell you, I'm going to be there. Do you know how wonderful that is for me? I mean, I'm. First of all, you know, I got to say I loved being a Supreme and uh, one of the Supremes. And had I not been in that group, that's the group I would have wanted to be in, and I would have wanted to be Mary Wilson. However, having said all of that. Most people don't know what Mary Wilson really sounds like because Florence and I always did the oohs and the ahs and the baby, baby, babies, right? And so people mm-hmm. don't really know. We're not like Aretha Franklin or Diane or anyone else uh, who, uh, you know, were out front singing. And so, like, we were in the background. And uh, uh, so people really don't know what Mary Wilson sounds like. So about five or six years ago, I said, you know, I've always sang the, the ballads with the Supremes, and when we did shows, I would do the, you know, the ballads and on our live shows, whatever. And I said, well, why don't I go ahead and, and do what I think I do best and well, I should say, and that is ballads. So I put to, I produced this uh, show, uh, jazz uh, American songbook uh, show, and I recorded it in San Francisco. People loved it so much. Now I do that all over the world. I do my, you know, jazz American song book show and the Carlisle for years would not take me. They said, Oh well, you know, she's a rock and roll singer and we you know, we have Bobby Short and Eartha Kid and da 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 which I saw Eartha Kid there. And uh so I just kept pushing, pushing and one day some friends of mine went to the Carlisle and they said, You know what? Our friend Mary Wilson is a great singer and they had a new person who bought talent. And the girl said, oh, yo, Mary Wilson, would she come here? They said, oh, would she come? She's thrilled. <laughs> and uh, and so they called me up, and they said, uh, I think two months later, they booked me. And I was sold out the entire time I was there. And before I left, they asked me to come back. And that's where I, I will be this May for two weeks. It's like a, it's like another dream come true for me. I mean, I'm so very, very happy and I just feel so honored to, you know, to finally be able to show my talent. And so, yes, I'll well, be I want to tell the audience you're going to be there May 28th to June 8th. So they should That's hurry right. up and, and get down there and, and catch your show. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm, and I, I tell everyone I will do one, maybe two Supreme songs. But basically this is all about me for, you know, for, for, for these type of shows. 
is Mary Wilson up close. And I'm so happy you asked me about it because I really am. You know, I don't know if you know, but I, I think that most people want have dreams. And, uh, you know, sometimes those dreams come true and sometimes they don't. Well, mine have just continuously come true for me. Some of them have taken 50 years, but now it's beginning to happen for me as an individual. And it I, I really makes me so very happy. I mean, I, I was thrilled with being a Supreme and, you know, sharing everything with everyone else. And that was like glorious. But this now is, it's a whole, it's almost like my 11 grandchildren, you know, after you, you have your children, then you start, you say, well, I guess that's over. And then you start having grandchildren. And then that's a whole different kind of joy. Um, and I, I'm just, I'm just very happy about my life, to be honest with you. But I've always been that way. So. <laughs> oh, I got the name of your songs are Time to Move On, which is apropos, and Life is yeah, Good yeah, to, yeah. to Me. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. I like yeah. both of them. I like them both. Thank you. And, and, and you know, it's it's kind of like, no, it's not the pop of the charts, you know, like we had. And it's not like today all the young people who are, 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 are singing, you know, the Mary J. Blige's and, I mean, everyone, they are wonderful. Uh, and so at 75, I don't, you know, I'm not going to try to compete with Mariah Carey or, and all the people out there because they are gorgeous. I love them. I love what they're doing. But as a singer, you know, you, you get a little older and thank God if you can still, you know, put music out there and know it may not be on, on top of the, those charts. But yet and still, as long as people, you know, hear you and you're doing what you do, you know, that I'm happy about it. Well, music is a quest ticket, and there's a market for everything. Not everybody wants to hear rap every day, all day long. They want to hear other types of songs and music, and, uh, and there's a market for everyone. Yes, but the only thing, and, and you're right, however, it's very difficult uh, for ready, for people to play, um, you know, our kind of music, you know, uh, the, when I say our, I mean the older generation's music, because a lot of times people don't, buy music. However, there's still a lot of us alive and we I buy if I hear something, you know, that I love, I'll buy it. So uh they exactly. the, 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 Yeah, so you know, don't forget we're still we're still here and I'm uh working with a very dear friend of mine speaking about artists, Martha Reeves of the Vandellas. She and I have a mm. show in Las Vegas. Yeah, we well I think it's April twenty seventh. We're in Las Vegas together. Um, and Where? I was just with Duke. Uh, we'll be at uh, the Orleans here in Las, Las Vegas on April 27th. You hear that? So, <laughs> so that's really cool. And I just left. Uh, where did I just leave? I got here. Got back from uh, oh, Austin, Texas. The LBJ uh, Library Museum had uh, a, a week of uh, sort of civil. Uh, I forgot the. I'll get you the name of it in a minute. But on the panel, I was on the panel with Duke Secure of the Four Tops and uh, Claudette Robinson of the Miracles, and you know we had an opportunity to uh, really talk about what's going on on uh, what has gone on in the music. So that was kind of cool. We're doing a lot of things, you know, and I'm very very happy about that. So. Uh, well, what's in cool. New York? Are you going to try to catch Ain't Too Proud, the Temptation show on Broadway? Well, I was there for the opening, yes. 
I was there oh, for, okay. for for the opening of the of the play, and, and I just wanted to say that uh, I want to finish up on that uh, Austin, uh, the LBJ Presidential Library there museum. It was a summit on race in America. That was so cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I was there. Uh, uh, Jimmy Jam was there. Andrew Young was there. Dorothy Whitto, oh. I can, I'm not messing up her name. Uh, and Valerie, who uh, she has this great book. Uh, you know, she worked with uh, President Obama, and uh, so uh, so you know, a lot of people were there. This was great. But reason why I'm bringing it up is that uh, Duke, myself, and Claudette of the of the Miracles all donated our gowns. So there is a Motown exhibit in Austin, Texas, at the LBJ uh, Presidential Library Museum. So if whoever's in Texas, you want to go by and see that. It's so beautiful. So lots is going on. And uh, I should also mention that Motown's 60th anniversary is this year. So uh, we Mm -hmm. all will be celebrating that, you know, with our individual uh, talent. All the artists will. So there you go. Speaking of uh, celebrations and honors, were you not dishonored mm-hmm. at the Paley Center for Media in Beverly Hills? Yes, I was. I was. I was, and that was very nice. It was also a, a sort of like a panel. You know, you see these uh, the, the TV shows where they're interviewing artists and, and actors and actresses, and you have a live audience there. So that's what they were, they were, and they gave me this wonderful honor. So that was kind of nice too. So you know, at seventy five, you're still still getting these little honors, not little, these honors. It it, it makes me feel good because I think of me, Florence, and I, unfortunately, Florence is not here to, you know, really re- see all of this love that people still have us for us, and Diane's still doing going strong. So mm-hmm. it, it makes you feel good, you know, that people, three little black girls from Detroit, Michigan. And I always say we dare to dream, right? And and those dreams came true. And people, I just like Duke said on, on this panel, Duke Secure of the Four Tops said, you know, we put smiles on people's faces. And to still see that after all these years, the smiles are there. Uh, so, you know, I'm just very proud to have been one of the Motown artists. Well, you're also a motivational speaker that is encouraging the youth to to go after their goals. That's one of the things you're doing besides working with the Cancer Society and and AIDS and UNICEF and cystic fibrosis. <laughs> I'm, interested, I'm interested in figure skating of, of Harlem where you help the youth uh, realize their Olympic dreams. Tell me about that. Well, that's one of the things I'm really very proud of because I do – uh love working with children. Uh, like I said, I have 11 grandchildren and uh, three biological children with one adopted son. I love being a parent. I loved being a mom. And um, so I just kind of reach anytime there's someone who wants me to become involved, not anyone, to become involved with uh, children and their charities and things, how we can help children. I'm kind of in and um Figure skating in Harlem was one of the first ones that I, I involved myself with, and, and and you know it's now it has moved to Detroit. So now it's all, it's Detroit mm. figure skating, and uh, yeah, figure skating in Detroit, right? <laughs> and uh, so I've been with them for about twenty years in in Harlem, and it's really great because they go into the inner city there, and they bring these young girls in and teach them how to 
figure skate. Now, it's not just skating. They bring in various uh, people like myself to mentor them. I mean, they've had many uh, people come in from, uh, you know, the, the Olympics to teach them various things. They have women from the business world. They have lots of different type of people come in and really mentor these young girls. So it's, it's a wonderful organization to be a part of, and uh, I'm very proud of that. Well, I also want to say to you or ask you really that, you know, you've performed around the world and met kings and queens and presidents and received honors and accolades, seeing the good and the bad, the glitz and the glamour. But is this something that has impacted you the most in terms of moving you as an individual? Uh, you know, it's 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 been such a – it's been surprisingly fantastic, you know, to have grown up this little – I was a little shy girl, and then end up at this part of my life, and as you said, to have done all – been involved with all those different things and meeting different people, different people. Yes, it's it's amazing. I mean, I, I have to pinch myself all the time. And I tell my daughter, I said, but I still feel like a normal person. She says, Mom, you're not normal. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I remember Mrs. Maxine Powell, who was our uh, one of our mentors in the artist department uh, at Motown Records, and she said, one day you girls will be meeting kings and queens. And at the time, like, we're 16, 17 years old, right, maybe 18. And so we're like, kings and queens? Only queens we knew were, you know, the queens in the neighborhood. <laughs> and who were best friends with us, of course. But, but you know, we, we didn't really understand or comprehend uh, what she was trying to show, tell us. I, I, I think she and, and our other mentors at Motown realized how very special all of these artists were. They, you know, as elders, as, as the elders in the neighborhood, let's say, and so they could see that we were very special, and they were trying to uh, you know, prepare us to, to, you know, if if and when that happened, and it did happen to all of us pretty much at Motown, all the artists. So um, to have actually had it happen, uh, I was I remember I was hanging out with Princess Christina in Sweden once, and she said. Uh, I want you to come to the museum today with me because I'm going to be uh, uh, unveiling, I don't know, some great painting or something like that. And I'm like, okay. And so I go there and I realize, I'm like, you know what? We never went to college, so a lot of this type of education type, the educational type thing, thing, I don't, I'm not, I don't know about. And I made up my mind then that I was going to now really educate myself because my mother could not read and write. And she always, that was her one thing that she always wanted for her children is to attend college. And uh, we didn't do that because, you know, we became famous. So I remember one time Eddie Holland, who did all of our, Eddie Holland and Brian, who had uh, produced all of our uh, recordings, had, had said, I told him, I said, we really need a hit record because our parents are going to make us go to college, you know, if we don't get a hit record and, and these is trust us. This, these are going to be hit records. So, you know, to ha- I'm saying all that to say that these things, we were being prepared for this, but all we wanted to do was sing. But our goal was to be happy and to do what, use a gift that God had given us. And uh, so now, yeah, I'm very pleased that all of these things happened to us. And, you know, you never know what's in store with you, but you got to believe in yourself and you got to, as I say, dare to dream. 
Exactly. And and trust in yourself. And believe that you can get yeah. there. It just takes per- yeah. persistence, perseverance. Now, we're at the end of our show. Is there anything that I haven't said that you would like to add? Uh, Well, I've said more than you've even asked. (laughs) I'm kind of like that. Uh, No, I I think we kind of covered everything. And the most important thing I I really probably should say is that people um, should, I think you actually said it, people should start believing in themselves. Uh, We need to start standing up for certain things that are not going right, that we think are not going right, like we need education uh, in our school systems. We, we, we've we got to start educating our children because with us traveling around the world, everyone wants to come to America because this is where it is, but we're not educating our own children here. We've got to start fighting for okay. and not the, I'm not talking about the teachers. I'm talking about the system. We've got to start saying, hey, guys, you guys, got, you guys have got to get a better system here for us to train our children. We grew up, we the Supremes grew up in Detroit, Michigan. They had a great educational system there. And, uh, I, I mean, we learned, you know, I learned how to make mayonnaise. I mean, the boys had shops. The girls had home economics. I mean, we had driver's education. We had all these wonderful things, and we learned those things. So I don't think that we're teaching our children those things now, and that's why you have so many suicides. That's why one of the reasons why you know we're not we have the dropout rates. So education is so important. We got to put it back into our school systems. That's my last thing. And I also think to add my little thing that we should vote, that we should get more politically involved in our governance. Well, that's the point. <laughs> I've had, I've gotten several uh, pieces of legislation passed myself, and so yes, you got to do that. You know, you have these people vote for the ones you want to get in there to get things done for your area. Period. Okay. Exactly. Well, it's been <laughs> pleasure having talk with you today, Miss Wilson. I thank you for thank coming you. and sharing your time. Thank you so much, and, and thank you for, for being you and spreading the word of all of this. It's very important for people like you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And and I want to thank my audience for making my topic topically yours. And guess what? We're going to end the show with uh, one of Mary Wilson's songs, and that is Life Has Been Good to Me. Oh, I thank you, thank you, because they they don't play it on radio at all, and I thank you for playing it on your radio. Thank you. My pleasure. I like this song. They're all. <laughs> the other one I played at the top of the show. You missed that one, but uh, I missed that one. I'm still driving. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Mary Wilson's life's been good to me.
You've been listening to the Blake Radio Network, Rainbow Soul.